You're listening to the Sleepy Games Podcast. Times have changed. Our kids are getting worse. They won't obey their parents. They just want to fight and curse. Should we blame the government or blame society? Or should we blame the images on TV? Now, blame Canada. Blame Canada. It seems that everything's gone wrong since Canada came along. Blame Canada. To form a full assault. Don't blame yourself for your son's stand. He saw the darn cartoon and now he's off to join the clan. And my boy Eric once had my picture on his shelf. But now when he sees me, he tells me to f myself. Blame Canada, blame Canada. Because when Canada is gone, there'll be no more to lead the earth. Hello, hello. Welcome again to the Sleepy Games Podcast. We are your host, James Games and Sleepy John. Sleepy John. On? Sleepy John, I have some things to say to you. Well, first of all, how is your health? Because you might be having a little worse up in the uh, the great north than we ha- here on, in America. But, you know, we have uh, we have some things we want to discuss about this. Uh I have read that it's getting bad in some places like New York and stuff too for the forest fires and smoke. Yes. Well, I guess smoke yep. from our forest fires, I should say. Uh, it. I'm glad you I said mean, that. It's from Can- this is from Canada. It, it, it is. It is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, so bears th- this this entire season, uh, it's been really bad. There's been a couple times where it has looked like even the city that I live in, uh, it w- was going to get evacuated, and I understand why the United States is getting mad at us. It's like we're acting like we can't do anything to prevent this, and we're just letting our entire country burn. <laughs> I, I, I don't know any other way to say it. Like, I, uh, and anyways, that that's kind of my rant. I could probably go on for an hour or two. So, uh, I'm probably yeah. So just... <laughs> I'll let you take it from here. You were talking too good. much. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You're right. Uh, I, I might edit some of this out. <laughs> Any, anyway, so so th- th- you want to know how my segue is going to be? So so I'll let you know. Okay. So when when I woke up on last Wednesday, um, it was so I, I looked at the forecast the day before. It was a clear sky, sunny. You know, like I was like, I was excited. I was going to be on a boat on, on on that Wednesday. So like, oh shit. So I, I I get. I mean, I still ended up going on the boat. But getting out there, I'm just like, these aren't the clear skies that the forecast said they were. And like, I noticed like, so, so, so I have asthma. And I noticed like my my breathing was acting up where I need my inhaler a little bit more. I'm just like, right. what's going on? So I'm like, look at my phone. I'm like, it's like air quality is extremely bad in yeah. your area. I'm yeah. like, huh? <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I read about all the, uh, all, all the, the fires going on in Canada and how all the air has been pushing down, pushing down, pushing down. But yeah, but I, I, I am I, I am worried about your health. So uh, I, I'm glad it's not what you said. You, you're getting a little better. I mean, you, you still sound a little hoarse, but it, was it worse like prior days before than it is now? 
Uh, I'd say it, it goes through cycles. Uh, okay. It's funny you mentioned being on a boat. I was actually. I it was, was still in, a lot uh, of fun. It's still. Yeah. <laughs> it was well, I, I was actually on. I was on a boat yesterday uh, in uh, more central Alberta, so definitely area where I am now. Uh, clear skies, good air quality up until like 5 p.m. And then the and then the smoke just started rolling right mm -hmm. in. And then same thing, couldn't see a sky anymore. So it, it just comes and goes. Like some days you'll get three, four days, clear skies, beautiful summers. Like, you know, kind of like I remember us getting constantly, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you'll get three, four days, maybe a week of just, just smoke. There'll be some days where it's like, honestly, you can barely go outside. It, it is that bad. Uh, my dog won't even go outside. And if the dog doesn't want to go outside, he loves it outside. If he doesn't want to go outside, that's because it's awful out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> the dog knows best. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's just it. So, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it. I, I understand. I've read some of the stuff that says America's kind of blaming Canada. And I, sadly... Don't really disagree with it. I, I don't think there's any reason it should have gotten that bad. I don't know if you heard about in 2016 in Grand Prairie. Not Grand Prairie, sorry. Fort McMurray, which is a very similar city to Grand Prairie in size and stuff. Uh, it, like, half of it burnt to the ground. And it was, again, a lot of people are saying that it was it was 100% preventable. Like, and uh, so, and again, like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm sometimes worried that we will get evacuated and then I don't have my house anymore. Uh, if, if there was, I think it was like three or four weeks ago, if the smoke had, or sorry, not the smoke, if the wind had been any more intense, I, I think half of Grand Prairie would have burned down. Like, and, that's, wow. and that would have included my house. There's been a lot of people, like, I think there's thousands of people that have been moved around. Uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so, yeah. so 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 getting into the segue, I was talking about before. So, <laughs> yeah, let's sound the segue, so, man. So, this is so, depressing. You're so depressing my, me, James. So my segue, yeah, yeah. We we, we want to uplift the listeners mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. So so to, to, to get it back everyone's spirits in the segue here. So we are talking about soundtracks today, like best movie right. soundtracks. Okay. And I think a great song, I think that maybe you should play at the beginning of this episode. It should be from the South Park soundtrack. There's a little Blame song Canada? called Blame Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Blame I, Canada. I, I think you are 100% on that. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I remember watching that. I, I watched the, um, when I was a kid, so this was, I had to be like 98 or 99 when the, the movie came out. And I remember that song was nominated for an Oscar. Blame Canada, and, <laughs> and so I don't know if you know this, but uh, do you know who actually performed at the Oscars that Blame Canada? Like, this is all news to me. I, it is. I, I've it seen is. the movie. I, I've heard the song. Obviously, we sing it up here lots too. You do. Because, you do. You know. <laughs> so, okay. So so it was, it was actually um, the 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 late Robin Williams sang it at the Oscar ceremony. Really? Yes. Fascinating. It's, it's quite the performance, yes. Ah, I I will probably see if I can find a recording of that. That sounds like a gem. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Want to talk about one film that I saw recently that I wanted to talk about, but I feel like I have so much to say. I kind of want to save it for next week, maybe. That's, that's it, fine, man. It seems like a type of movie I want to, especially if... Um, for wrapping up this season, I'll make it you know, one of the final uh, episodes. All right, but well, you have to tease what it is that you're going to talk about next week so that everyone's on the edge of their seats. And I'm like, I'm going to listen next week because I want to hear what James has to say about yeah, it. Yeah, well, uh, let's just say yeah, it's, it's a movie that's to do with the multiverse. 
And it's okay. animated. <laughs> okay. It may or not have one. Ah, yes. Okay. I, I think that. People. Yes, I think that. Yeah, you can. You can infer. I, yeah, that did just come out. I could see why you'd have a lot to say about it. I have actually not seen it yet, so maybe. I don't know. Maybe I can either try to see it for next week, or maybe I'll just uh, listen to your review first and decide from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, if, if yeah. you watch it, we'll go into more spoilers. If you do, um, if, not, good. if not, I'll just you know give a right. general synopsis and right. my thoughts. Okay. Sounds um, good. Yeah. So, so, so let's go into the homework. So, yeah. What was your homework? My homework was to watch Almost Famous, the uh, nineteen ninety nine. I think that one came out roughly. And what'd you think? I guess there's two components to this. The one is that the movie as a whole. The other one is obviously the music because that's the theme of today's episode is music in the in movies, soundtracks, or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Uh, regarding the movie, I thought it was a really interesting take. I actually, I thought it was a good movie. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman absolutely kills his role. Yes, he as does. He, as he always does. Uh, he never disappoints. It, no, no, and that guy's got, he, he's played a lot of different ranges, and every time he's on screen, he's just one of those ones where you're, you know, I'm, I'm focused, right? Like, he he really pulls you into the character, uh, he sells you on it. Um, so, it it's a good movie, it's an interesting take, um, in terms of, like, kind of that whole, I think, you know, party, rock and roll type lifestyle, and obviously the, the reporter, the young reporter's kind of observations, uh, about all this and I, I i had read that it was loosely based on and correct me if i'm wrong i thought it was like the director's yes. childhood or something like that cameron yeah, crow so, yes right it was so, based off his childhood yes yeah so uh, you know it's pretty interesting it's a pretty interesting kind of exploration of that i almost feel like you know when philip seymour hoffman or philip seymour hoffman's character was talking about being uh, merciless and honest I'm not sure that it was like, I, I feel like there's usually more there. There's going to be based on even the little I've read about, you know, exploits of rock and roll people anywhere from, I'd say, you know, the 1960s all the way up until like the early nineties, like it's some pretty wild shit. Like you're talking about like, like some heavy drug, alcohol use, partying, orgies, all those things. I mean, maybe that was just, the glitz and the glamour and maybe that wasn't actually occurring but i just have a hard time that believing that it wasn't and i feel like this this movie seemed to have a pretty pretty tame approach to the whole thing there's almost no drug use really no drinking almost it's really about the kind of from the angle of the uh oh, i don't remember what what do they call the uh uh the girls that follow the band or rubies yeah, the groupies. Yes, it, it, it is basically a movie that falls in the groupies. I think that the one particular group, groupie, which is Kate Hudson's character, gives a, a level of appreciation, almost like, almost a level of like worshiping of the band where they, they like that, uh, that, that emotion that she mm -hmm. provides and that, that, that validation that she provides for them. So it, it really was an interesting movie. Uh, the other component of that is the, uh, the audio. Uh, the soundtrack of it. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, again, like they played like you know there was like there was a couple classics and stuff like that. Obviously, I still feel like for that for a movie about music, I feel like in my mind the music almost took like a backseat to the story. 
that was and that's just my interpretation of it like i feel like there's other movies that focus on the music a little bit more uh when it when it's like integral to the plot line mm-hmm. um but it yeah like that that's pretty much the the long and the short of it for me uh again i mean it, it's kind of like a it's a made-up band uh what was it Stillwater? i think was the band that they did which is yes. obviously based off of i think other bands of its day well, you, uh, you, yeah. you got to talk about the, the, the so there's one, the, the most famous scene from that movie. When they're singing on the airplane? Um, I thought it was on the bus. Maybe it was a bus. Uh... When, when they sing Tiny Dancer. <laughs> when they sing Tiny Dancer. Right. By Ellen John. Yeah. That was a, I thought that was a plane. I, I, might, I might be confusing two scenes right now. I think you are, because the scene yeah. on the plane is when they think they're going to die. Yeah, I know, but I thought there was a song on that one. Maybe there wasn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> You're gonna die. <laughs> Tiny Dancer, yeah, yes, Dancer. on yeah. the bus. Yes. So uh, I, I, not I, to be mistaken with Tony Danza. <laughs> yes, yes. Because <laughs> I, I know that scene has been paid homage in other films. One that comes to mind is Pitch Perfect. They do a very similar scene, but with... Uh, that Miley Cyrus song, uh, Born in the USA. Okay. And I know there's other films too, but th- th- that's one that always came. I remember when I, when I first saw that movie, that scene came out, I'm like, oh my God, they stole this from Almost Famous. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I- I'm glad you got to watch it. Um, it-, it is considered one of the best soundtracks uh, in film history. And um, is-, is there anything else you want to bring up before I, I go with my homework? Nah, man, give her. Okay. I did a completely different genre of soundtracks uh, compared to Sleepy John. Uh, I did the, the film Above the Rim. That's more of, it's, it's all hip hop based. I mean, I think there right. might have been like yeah. one, like kind of smooth R&B type song, like a throwback from like the seventies, but it is very hip hop centric. And right. it very West, it's funny because the, the film takes place in New York, but I think all the hip hop is from West Coast artists. Cause you got, you got songs from Tupac, songs from Snoop Dogg, Songs from Warren G and Nate Dogg. You know, above the Rim, it's a basketball film. The main character is the like the captain of the high school basketball team, and he's you know, he's trying to get into like one of the best colleges, you know, and eventually, hopefully, get to the NBA. And and I think Georgetown was was the one he was trying to go to. But anyway, so the the cool thing was like each each uh, basketball game like they would throw in some hip hop song and you and, and so Tupac is in this movie and Tupac is like the the villain in this movie and he plays the villain very well where he's very charismatic where you feel like oh you know like maybe this guy is cool you know he, he's he's looking out for me and he's like <laughs> of my best interest and like help me like get to where I want to be in my uh, basketball career. But but then he starts doing some shady shit. But it was just, it was, so I, I think I've only seen Tupac in one other film. I'm trying to remember what it was now. Oh, it was Juice. The only other Tupac film I saw was Juice. And this one I feel like is his best performance I've seen by far. Because mm. seeing, seeing him be his charismatic way and then also showing his villainy and like, you're like, frightened by him like oh shit like, you, 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 like all of a sudden you're like all right i don't want to say the wrong thing to this guy he's gonna slice me up or something and i want to bring that to one of the scenes so bernie mac is in this movie 
Rest in okay. peace, Bernie Mac. And Tupac, he slices the shit out of Bernie Mac and kills him. I mean, they don't show it. You know, they they, they want you to to you know use your imagination a bit. You know, with with uh, how he's doing it. Right. But it was just like it's something I didn't expect. I was like, damn, Tupac is this really threatening character. Like I had no idea. And uh, it, it kind of it made me a little sad, like watching it with him, because I'm like, man, he probably could have like had a lot of other great performances, you know, later in his career. You know, if he well. If I mean, they, they like correct me if I'm wrong. I, I thought like a few years back that they, they they've got him actually playing at concerts now with a with a hologram. Yeah, they? that, so that you, was you a might one see him again on the big screen. Oh my god! No, 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 no. <laughs> never again! Never again! <laughs> yeah, but, I wasn't sure what to feel about that, but I mean, okay. But but uh, but as far as like you know, putting the story out of the way and the performances, I want to get back to the soundtrack. So yeah, I, I, like it really did enhance the basketball scenes with the hip hop that they use. It kind of it's amping you up, and it, it, it makes the, uh, the the basketball games more exciting. And the songs they used were a lot of like not not so much mainstream, kind of like deeper cuts, like on their albums. I'm sure, or, or I'm not actually I'm not sure if they made these these put these songs uh, in for the movie. Okay. Or or the guy from like one of Snoop Dogg's or Tupac's albums or something, but the the one song I uh, is one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time, and they of course they saved it for last, like right when the last scene was happening and into the end credits, they did Warren G and Nate Dogg's Regulators, and that is one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. I even do that song at karaoke. Can you can you sing the time. chorus for me right now? Uh, well, so, so, so as far as the chorus, like, like, like I kind of like jumping in, like right when the song starts. It's like, like it was a cool black night, trying to consume Snoop Do or uh, like uh, Nate Dogg and Warren G trying to consume some skirts for the E, so I can get some vote. Uh, like cruising on the ride, rolling. I, I forget the lyrics. Like, I got goosebumps, buddy. You sound just like them. <laughs> oh, see, and then Nate Dogg comes in. He's like, he's like, I just hit the east side of the LBC. Mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Read the tweak. Are you scared? Now what's up with two one three? Now hooks the left on two one and Lewis. All right, I, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I'm getting yeah. too excited. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I know there's like one part of this I really love. It's like, like uh, it's Warren G's part because like, when rhythm is life and life is rhythm. It's like. <laughs> Ooh. So deep, RNG. So deep. It is. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was deep. a perfect, perfect song to end the movie. Oh, the other scene in the movie, I, I, I was shocked by. So, so Marlon Wayans is in this movie, okay. and he, he, you know, he's usually very, very comic relief type of actor. Um, and this is probably one of his early, earlier roles. And he actually killed. I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, I mean, if you're if you haven't seen Above the Rim, it's, this movie is like thirty years old now. And well, I he, haven't seen it. He 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 kill he kills Tupac in the movie. He shoots him dead to rights. Damn. He like shows up at Tupac's club, point blank, pulls out his gun, bam, kills mm. him. And then like and that was like and that was part of like one of the final scenes in the movie. Uh, and that was like that was kind of surreal, saying, "Oh shit, I, I killed Tupac in this." So yeah, so the movie as a whole is okay, I guess, but the soundtrack definitely elevates it for sure. And, yeah. and that's why I, th I thought it was a good choice because. 
you know, it, 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 it's interesting seeing how, like, if it wasn't for the soundtrack, this would be a lesser movie, you know? Okay. So yeah. it, it was definitely a film where the soundtrack definitely amplified it. And it, it's funny you mention that because uh, one of the ones that I want to talk about, like, during the theme of today's episode, yeah. is, is that that's a very, very, very well the way I would describe it. Well, actually, probably it, it, it's a very forgettable movie, but a very, very memorable soundtrack. Which one's that? <clears throat> Should I just dump into it? Well, I'm finishing the Brother Rim, so so let, you're, let's you're go into it? the theme of the show. Okay, theme of the show. Today's show. Music and soundtracks. Just soundtracks. So, so not not the film scores. It's like the instrumental. To yeah, but like music in movies. Like, yes. like actual, yeah, yeah. Actual so, songs. Uh, so for me, and uh, actually, I did rewatch the movie because I was very curious about something. Uh, it was some I watched the movie when it came out originally. It came out in the uh, mid '90s, mid to late '90s, I'd say. Um, because I was curious because it is on. It actually probably is my favorite soundtrack of all time. Uh, it is one of the few soundtracks I actually purchased the CD for, which was pretty rare. Like, I know sometimes there's, like, one or two songs off a soundtrack. Uh, kind of like Armageddon's got its one or two songs that, like, I think, you know, it's got the Aerosmith and stuff like that. But, I mean, this one, like, every song is, like, like a hit. It's got some of the best artists of the 90s. It kind of, like, if you want an exploration of the 90s, this is the soundtrack that you would listen to. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about or no? I don't. Okay. Godzilla. Oh my god. It makes you think of P. Diddy. Come with me. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where, where he samples that Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, and a lot of people, I think, don't know this because it was actually funny. Uh, I was, this was featuring Jimmy many. Page. Yes, exactly. Is that some people think that it was like a ripoff, but Jimmy Page was was involved yes, he in was. the song, and he he had, he had the blessing. He got the blessing. He, well, he got the blessing. I, I, my understanding is he also helped write some of the lyrics too. Like he, he was very involved in that in that song. So it wasn't just something that they stole the uh, the riff of. Uh, I always forget the name of the freaking song or whatever. It's um, Cashmere, right? Yes, Cashmere. Correct. Yeah. So, and uh, like. Some people just thought, yeah, he, they just he he just kind of gave that the basically the like kind of guitar riff uh, and lent it for the song. But it's like he he was involved in that song, and there was actually a lot of collaboration uh, between artists on that one because even on that song, I believe uh, Tom Morello, which is the guitarist from Rage Against the Machine, he was also uh, he's got credits in that song too. So there was a lot oh, of wow. A lot of artist collaborations in there. Yeah, and that's that's why I think some of those tunes like really like I think uh really hit. Like I honestly prefer Come With Me to uh, Led Zeppelin's Cashmere. Woo! Uh, hot take people, hot take. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is indeed. And I like 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 quite a bit more actually. So so, <laughs> so. I, like I do remember us listening to that on the in New Zealand on our road trip. Do you right. remember this? Yes, I do. Yeah, we listen to this. Let's do that song. That, so, that's kind of half the reason why I thought maybe you'd know what I was talking about. Because, well, again, like... Well, uh, well yeah. I, I, I don't know if I told you this when we were in New Zealand, but uh, I do have a special connection to that song. And my brother, Jeffro, if he's listening, um, we actually... I remember when that, uh, that song... Or that the movie came out, the song came out, and... I remember we, we were trying to decide, because we could only buy one album at that time, so like we're right. trying to decide, all right, 
if you want to get the Godzilla soundtrack or Usher's My Way album. <laughs> All right. <laughs> In hindsight, I wish we picked Usher, but like and that we actually did buy the Godzilla soundtrack. Uh, we- you made the right decision, hundred <laughs> percent. And and we actually and, and we listened and we li- we literally bought that album just to listen to the P Diddy Come With Me song over and over and over again. Like we we would get so hyped up as kids listening to that. We we thought we were the cool coolest shit. I remember like. It's like putting that shit on blast and it's like going crazy and dancing, rocking out to it, you know? Well, but, do you know what one of my favorite, I guess, lyrics, because I'm, I'm a big, I, I always listen to lyrics. Like if I find myself listening to a song over and over again, and there's a song on that album that actually references the movie. And it makes me think that anyone in charge of the movie was just like, oh yeah, these are popular bands. Get them to write a song for it. We're not even going to listen to it. We're just going to slap it on the soundtrack and now, call it a day. Now, the only other bands I remember on that soundtrack, I know the Wallflowers are on it. Yeah. And there's also Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai, yeah. There's Green Day. Wait, oh, I, I forgot about Green. Okay, I didn't I yeah. remember that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think there's Silverchair as well, too. And uh, the one, the one I'm gonna go into is uh, "Rage Against the Machine." Okay, what song was that one? Uh, for the "Rage Against the Machine" one? Yeah, at that time, I don't think I was a "Rage Against the Machine" fan yet. Oh, I was, I was, I was, I was too young. Uh, well, the song it's called "No Shelter." Okay. And uh, as far as I know, the song, uh, it's not like they added it to, I think, subsequent albums uh, of their thing. But they, they, they wrote it specifically for that movie. Uh, and it wasn't really something that they were making an album about or anything like that. Uh, but the, the, the lyrics are, Godzilla, pure motherfucking filler. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously... You know, they they knew. I don't know if there was a contractual obligation that they had to write the song or something like that, or they just wanted to make commentary because these are big guys into the commentary and stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I don't know. Like I, I I my hats off to any any artist that's gonna insult the movie that they're appearing in. That's I, hilarious. It, it is given exactly because it it's not a very good movie. Uh, I ironically, I think I still kind of prefer it to the new one, anyways. But because I, I thought the new one kind of fell short. But anyways, I mean that that's my own personal opinion well, on I, movies. I mean, I mean, there's definitely a few new ones, but 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 I'm glad you brought it up because it, it's it's good to have we have an example of the soundtrack is better than the actual movie. Oh, and and the thing is, and the reason I rewatched it is other than I'd almost say a throwaway where they're in there's a scene in a bar and the song is playing in the background for two seconds uh and i i want to say it was heroes i I could be wrong but Mm -hmm. yeah and and that's the only time otherwise the the music for the soundtrack does not appear in the movie itself other than the end credits too but like and that's that they they did not utilize it which i think is a shame because it is it is a good soundtrack start to finish it's one of the few soundtracks i'll actually listen to start to finish and listen to every song I won't say all the songs are like super epic to me, but it's it it is one that I will listen to uh, front to back and and enjoy it. And so I'm glad you brought up soundtracks that you that you own because I wanted to go into that. So I recently got into a uh, vinyl collecting, and so I, I, there was one. It was like it was one of my friends. It was a friend of a friend who actually gave me their whole vinyl collection, 
and damn yes i know it was like 300 some vinyls too good lord i know it's a <laughs> that's lot. a lot I, I have a bunch of them stored in my basement like in the, all, all these containers and and like and i picked out my favorites and i have them shown off like in my living room and kind of hung up but, i mean that's easily if you got that that's easily a couple thousand dollars with a vinyl i would say like that stuff is getting more and more expensive every year it seems yes yeah and so there's there's ones uh, there's ones i'm going to talk about the ones i own because a few of these I never even heard of, and I look at the songs on here. I'm just like, wow, this is this is one of the best soundtracks I've ever seen, and it's a movie I never even heard of. <laughs> the The first one I want to talk about this movie called The Big Chill. the The Big Chill is basically like a, a film about all these friends having like a weekend getaway after one of their friends passes away, and they 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 spend the whole weekend together at the same house, and you know, and, and these are actors much younger than we were used to seeing them. This, this movie came out, I believe, in the early 80s, 83, I think? Oh, okay. Yeah, 83. Yeah. So, so you had Jeff Goldblum, uh, William Hurt, and okay. um, yeah. Glenn Close, Kevin Klein. Good old Kevin Klein. Yeah. Damn. I, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen anything from in the 80s with him, for sure. So, so it, it made me want to watch the movie because of the soundtrack. Okay. And so it, it, I'm really, I'm looking at the back of this vinyl and I, I see <clears throat> it's very Motown centric. Like you have Marvin Gaye, I Heard You Through the Grapevine, Temptations, My Girl, The Rascals, Good Lovin', Smokey Robinson, The Tracks of My Tears, and you, and you got the, the you got more Temptations, Ain't Too Proud to Beg, Aretha Franklin, You Made Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. I'm just like, how? And I'm looking at the picture with all these white people. I'm like, how did they get all these songs for this movie? You know, <laughs> uh, so a lot of the movie is like them kind of just like jamming out or relaxing to it, and then they're either like dancing to it or like relaxing to it while while they're having a dialogue. Right. But so this is one of my most played vinyls now, and just just based off the variety of Motown you have on here, right? It's beautiful. It's basically a Motown greatest hits, and I love it. I don't think many people know about this movie, especially the millennial generation, since it came, you know came out before a lot of us were even born. So I, I feel like that film is flown under the radar. Radar, but as far as a soundtrack, it's one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. The other ones uh, I have, I have the, uh, I have the Risky Business soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. So of course you, you got the old time rock and roll, but and 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 you have. You know Phil Collins in the air tonight, which is a very iconic scene. If you remember, do you remember how they play in the air tonight in Risky Business? I don't think I've seen Risky like, Business. Like, like everyone knows the old time rock and roll scene where Tom Cruise is, you know, he he slides out in his underwear and you know performing on like a remote control or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm familiar it. familiar with the scene from pop culture. I I, I haven't seen that movie. I, I'm not always the biggest Tom Cruise fan. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah. So, so th there's two songs I play. The, the the second most iconic scene in this movie is when they're playing Phil Collins in the air tonight, and then it kind of segues into a film score called. Is that when Mike Tyson comes in and punches that guy? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> no. So, so it, it, it shifts from Phil Collins in the air tonight into love on a real train so 
Tom Cruise and his Lady of the Night are making sweet, sweet love on this moving train. Ooh. And, and I think as far as mu- musically and just, you know, just how, like, sonically, like, how it sounds while they're showing, right. you know, like, the, the scene you play out, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's, that's, that's Chef Kiss filmmaking at its finest. Right. Um, you t- and you talk about a soundtrack that really enhances the scene right there. Oh, my God. And the, the other ones, I feel like we don't need to talk about that much. Like you, like you have Saturday Night Fever, and that's I consider one of the best soundtracks of all time. I have that one. <laughs> My dad's like the biggest Bee Gees fan in the world, mm-hmm. which, is, which is funny. Yeah. So the last vinyl I own is the uh, is the Top Gun soundtrack. I purchased this one myself. Um, right. And <laughs> Danger Zone. <laughs> Yes, we do have a special connection with the Top Gun soundtrack, Sleepy John and I. Uh, we we performed Danger Zone at karaoke together in Australia. Yeah. And boy, did we did we set oh. the house on fire, didn't we? Blew everyone's minds away. <laughs> um, and I, I, I still feel like th- that soundtrack, you know, it's, it's one of the best. Great variety of, of classic 80s songs. And... That's the one with Eye of the Tiger on it, right? No, that's Rocky III. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. Okay, okay. Um, uh, the, so there, there are a few songs that are not on this, at least on the soundtrack I have for the vinyl. Like It doesn't have um, You Lost a Loving Feeling by the Righteous Brothers. Oh, it, that's a... Uh, that needs to be on the soundtrack. It's, and, like, it's in the movie. And it doesn't have Great Balls of Fire. I don't feel like that's as important. I mean, okay. it's, it's a good song. No, no, don't get me wrong. Good song. I actually probably prefer that one to the other song, but I'm just saying that that song is an iconic scene from the movie. You've lost that loving feeling. Yes. It's, uh, because it, it, I, I, I don't really care for the first Top Gun, but that, that is a, uh, it's one of those scenes where you're just like, you can't help, but I think enjoy it. Uh, I also, I also think that the, um, that, now I don't know if this is, this is like on the vinyl for Top Gun Maverick because I, I don't own the Top Gun Maverick soundtrack, but I do think okay. that soundtrack is like, like almost just as good as the first one. And yeah, some people would say that the Top Gun soundtrack is could be better than the movie itself. Yeah, but, but obviously I, I think the Top Gun Maverick is a better film, and I think the soundtrack is as good as the first. Especially even with with some of the newer songs they have. I mean, of course they reuse Danger Zone. I love that. They, Danger they, Zone. And and they, and they do include the live version of Miles Teller singing "Great Balls of Fire," and I appreciate right. that. I do love his rendition of that. And they put it. They have a. They have a few newer songs. Like I do like. I love that one Republic song. I ain't worried. Uh, that that's a song that they uh, that they play when they had the, the football scene on the beach. Right. Yes, they needed that <sighs> scene, didn't they? Not. Yeah, uh, they I certainly mean, did. It's a it's a it's a quick song, catchy as hell. Right. Um, fits the scene perfectly. Um, now, I will say, I I think the Lady Gaga song on top in Top Gun Maverick is okay. As far as Lady Gaga songs are concerned, I feel like it's maybe like one of her mid songs i would i guess i feel like you know? and i hate this i i i think she's past her 
prime of making good music. Yeah. I think her early stuff was the best, and I there's the odd one all all here, but I I think that that's the the magic is is gone. I think she's some some of them get famous, and then the quality dives a bit. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> But, but, but so so a lot of a lot of the songs that they play uh, in Top Gun Maverick, a lot of it's in one scene when they're at the bar for the first time. Right. You hear the music on the jukebox, like yeah. So before they do Great Balls of Fire, they when they introduce Jennifer Connelly, I thought this is a cool thing they did. Mm. When they when they introduce Jennifer Connelly's character, they're playing David Bowie's Let's Dance, mm-hmm. and I believe jennifer connelly's first movie was Red with Labyrinth. david bowie yes right and i thought that was cool how they tied that in all right uh because you know obviously they have these songs put in the you know in films for a very very good reason i'm sure like that had something to do with it um uh, it, it actually is a labyrinth is uh it, it it's got i wouldn't say like a special place in my heart but it was one i watched a fair bit growing up it was one of the one of the ones that we owned so it sounds it's like a, it sounds like a future podcast episode because I have possibly I have got ne- lost to talk about that one. Actually. Well, I have never seen it before. <laughs> oh, that's what I mean. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, we definitely hold off on watching it. Definitely uh, a podcast episode. It is. Yeah, I I think that that's that's one where yeah that there's a lot there's a lot to explore. I won't I won't, I won't say anything more though. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Yes, yeah, so, so, so that's basically all I have uh, for all the soundtracks I own, or I kind of I do want to own the Top Gun Maverick. But right. uh, I want you to go into some some of your faves if you have one that uh, stands out. That uh, okay, I guess uh, I don't want to go into like so for me. Um, one of the things that uh, I wanted to I guess discuss today was uh, I'm sure you probably heard about uh, Tina Turner I think she because she passed away a couple weeks ago yeah and uh, and one of my favorite movies growing up granted I have not rewatched it so it may not be any good but uh, I watched it tons because it was one that played on TV a lot growing up uh, I'm sure she didn't do a whole lot of movies but it was uh, Mad Max 3 uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, it is the one. You take your chances with the law. The law <laughs> takes his chances with you. <laughs> and that uh, that that's that's one of her lines. Yeah, oh, yes. unless my 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 twenty five year recollection of the movie <laughs> is incorrect. Uh, it, like I said, it's one that I always. I think there's a possibility if I rewatch it, I won't like it as much as I did back then. So I won't. Uh, but I heard about that, and I was like, you know, she does have the reputation, you know, kind of a queen of rock and roll in some ways. Uh, I did always like her move or her, her music. Like I, I think it's good, you know, good rhythm. I enjoy it. I thought she did a good job in that movie. Maybe if I rewatched it, I wouldn't feel the same way. Uh, but yeah, just because you know, in her her passing, and obviously she had a long long career. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought her up because one of my favorite Bond themes is her um, is when when she does a theme for Goldeneye. Right. I think that I think she absolutely kills it. That kind of that revived I think the franchise because it had definitely hit some lows up until Goldeneye. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And Goldeneye is probably one of my favorite Bond movies. Actually, now yes. you say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. As far, uh, as, as, far it's as Pierce, it's definitely Pierce Brosnan is best, for sure. Uh, a film 
where I, I would like to own the vinyl for the soundtrack because I am a sucker for 80s music. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for those synths. And now there, this doesn't have much 80s music. It's very 80s inspired. I have the tiger. No, <laughs> why is that always your go-to? <laughs> that song just gets me jacked. So, so it's a, so it's actually the movie Drive with uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. So, I I think using because well, it did it does play a bit with like like 80s style and the mu- the music definitely helps. And a lot a lot of those when I first watched it, I thought these songs were from the 80s. Okay. Like, so when when I heard um, the, the the first song that plays during the credits called Night Call, like mm-hmm. it's so synthy, like, it's so instrumental like '80s, and it, it it fits like that very like kind of Miami Vice feel of it. Right. And I was and I looked up I'm like wait this song came out like the same year Drive came out I'm like what? <laughs> and then like I I don't think it was till then I realized okay now music is kind of you know taking a whole bunch of influence from the 80s and just making their own new songs i mean you know the weekend did that with blind lights i mean that's a perfect perfectly good example right um i think with with the style of film that was incorporating like 80s style type or new songs that have an 80s feel i thought was genius and Yeah, it, it like that that really stood out to me, and that's a, that's one of the big reasons I keep coming back to that film is that soundtrack. That I, I might have to listen to that soundtrack because, and and I I'm a I I don't consider myself like a like a film like like critic in a way. Like I I just I've watched a lot of movies, and I and I've I've watched a lot of terrible movies too, like mm-hmm. front to back. Uh. I couldn't finish Drive. I got 20 minutes into oh, no. it. I, I've had so many people tell me it's a, it's a movie I would love. I tried watching it. It I, I couldn't. I, I, sure, I shut it off. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why. I just... It, it it did not speak to me at all. I, I, that yeah. first scene, that opening, the opening like, like chase scene is so well done. I, I guess. So well done. The, the, yeah, I don't know. I, I might have to give like that Fast one a rewatch. It puts Fast and Furious to shame. Like, with how how grounded it is, but still. I mean, if Fast and Furious is. is your fucking bar, like. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm saying, I say, I'm saying, as far as like you know, because Fast and Furious thinks they're doing this, they, right? They this think one does this is it. what they have. This one does okay. it with ease. I I think that that'd be a good uh, a good theme in, in the future's best car chases because uh, not Ooh, a lot like of that. movies, not a lot of them do it well, so. Oh, I, uh, I, 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 yeah, something coming to my mind, like right when you <laughs> you're right. That there's like one so, year where it was like the year of the car chase, ooh, but okay. I, I, I don't want to go on down here. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll no, save that. We'll save there, that. There's, there's certainly a lot to explore there. So, um, so the the other ones, uh, I, I, like, I, I don't want to go into obvious ones, like you know, Blue Blues Brothers. That's obvious. The Graduate. That's obvious. Pulp Fiction. That's obvious. Forrest right. Gump. That's obvious. Um, right ones i think i feel like are great especially if like not especially with quentin, quentin tarantino like not like pulp fiction of course is great but i also i love the soundtrack and i want to own this one is uh once upon a time in hollywood i kind of figured you were gonna say that yes <laughs> yeah. i love that soundtrack so much every song that comes up in that movie i love and and the, and the last song is like some i didn't hear her never heard of before and i just instantly loved it and it, and it, it takes me to that scene when is I your I favorite song it. eye of the tiger 
Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Let me get. It, 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 I know it's eighties. I know it's eighties. All these songs are in the sixties. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what was it? Survivor? I don't know. They're probably, they're probably all still in diapers. You know when all these songs, when all these songs came out. <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, and I think a lot of songs from that film they they really enhance the scene. Especially the one I think of is "You Keep Me Hanging On," is the scene with with Brad Pitt and the um, and Charles Manson's followers. Uh, th- th- that whole like crazy ass end scene where shit just hits the fan, right? And that song is just playing during all this shit, and it fits so well. It's like Quentin, how do you know this? Like, how do you find this song? Be like. This song will fit well. It's like, and it does. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the man, the man, he, he's got a talent. That's for sure. He's the master of the scene. I think yeah. he, he said that back in his. Uh, he he knows how to make a scene pop. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so. it, it, and I feel like all those in a lot of those songs, like, like I love when a movie can introduce you to like, same same thing like the Guardians of the Galaxy did, like it it. It introduces you to songs you never heard before, and every time right. you listen to it, it takes you to that scene or that moment in the film. And I, I, I just, I, I love that feeling. It's, 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 it's hard to explain, but it just, it just, it feels kind of euphoric in a way. It's like, right. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the last one I was going to talk about was basically, <laughs> I think we talked about this before a little bit because you remember we talked about Surf's Up. Remember that movie? Right. Yes, <laughs> we did. And I love that soundtrack because it's music that I grew up with, as far as like the like '90s alternative, right? Uh, t- type of type of song. I think it was like '90s and like maybe a little early 2000s, because because you had songs on here like Incubus Drive, uh, New Radicals, You Get What You Give, right? What a jam- what a one hit wonder they are too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and. <clears throat> And what well, they had some 311, they had Green Day, uh, and they even had a, a new song that I really I thoroughly enjoyed from Sugar Ray called Into Yesterday, song made just for this soundtrack. And, huh. and, and I think this is the last good song Sugar Ray ever made. And that was 2007. Ah. The last time Sugar Ray made a good song was 2007, Into Yesterday. None of people know about that song. Because I feel like with Sugar Ray, what they, their their time in the spotlight was basically from like ninety seven to two thousand two, maybe. Right. You know, they're also in the Scooby Doo movie. If you remember that? Oh. <laughs> oh, Mark forget. McGrath. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I want to end on this one because you know because it shows even even um well, I'm sure there's other other animated movies like because I recently did watch. I rewatched Into the Spider Verse, and you you want to talk about a scene that or a song that enhances the scene is the "What's Up Danger." Uh, it's, it's a "What's Up Danger" scene when when Miles finally like he seeks he seeks the power from within. He knows he can be Spider Man. He know, takes that leap of faith. Exactly, exactly. Yes. I was gonna say thank you for <laughs> he takes the leap of faith. And the song "What's Up Danger" comes on, and it hypes you the fuck up. You feel you feel what he feels. You right. root for him so much. You want yeah. him to succeed, and uh, that's, that's, 
that I think that's the, that's the beauty of music. Like, like you you could have that same scene and just have you know a swelling orchestral type music, but I feel like for for that character for that song and just and just saying and having like the what's up dangers be like. I can face anything. Nothing's gonna scare me now. You know, mm. it's kind of like, it's kind of like the eye of the tiger. Oh my god! <laughs> there you go. What's up, danger? Is 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 the new is is the new generation's eye of the tiger? I think so. It just gets you amped, and you're like, yes. Oh, I can't believe it came full circle. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we did not leave that to happen. Anyway, okay. That's all I have. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, bring up before we conclude this episode? No, that's pretty much it for me, buddy. Okay. With the summertime upon us, um, scheduling has been a little bit hard for us uh, now. And um, we definitely want to wrap up the season having another guest on the show. And I have one of my actor friends that that said that she she, she would want to she she'll be able to uh, share some time with us, and uh, we will get we get some, we'll get her take on a, a few things that we've discussed in previous previous episodes and some new things as well. Right. I'm actually uh, very excited for that. So yes, good way to wrap up the season, and then again. Gives us time to, you know, brainstorm some ideas for next season. Uh, that way we got everyone at the edge of their seats at all times. <laughs> and that's what we love to do, baby. Um, <laughs> but but I, I do want to make sure if you can watch uh, Across the Spider-Verse this week, that that will be great. I, I don't know like what, what your schedule is and everything. I mean, so I, I, I take it it's not a letdown then. No. It's okay, that no. that's all I kind of. I, I guess I will. It's just yeah, I'm. I, I've had my heart broken before. Sometimes I don't even necessarily want to watch the sequel because the first one is just that good to me. Yeah. Um. And and I feel like sometimes yeah, it really and then you just kind of breaks your heart and then it. I wouldn't say it ruins the first one, but you know what I mean. It kind of this one yeah. definitely enhances the. It, 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 okay. This one's great on its own, and even it, it can. Makes the first one better because it literally just continues the story like in, in the best way. Like it, it, it builds upon the first one, and the stakes are risen, and it does that organically. Right. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. So we'll end it there. So uh, that's your episode for today. We'll, we'll we'll see everybody next week. And as always, Sleepy John, it's it was a pleasure, my man. Oh, pleasure's all mine, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>